the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with today's message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane, President of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. And I'm Terry Reed, a director at SAPSA. We are here to reassure you that you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Scott, there could be no greater conflict than between how the Bible says we were created and what is taught in public schools today. The Bible says we were specially created and fully formed by God. Evolution says we evolved over millions of years from lower animals. You're of course right, and both versions of our origins cannot be true. I believe most people would be astonished to find out how little evidence there is for what is taught in our public schools. There is astonishing little evidence for what is taught in schools, and unfortunately I was a part of that for 33 years. They are called missing links, uh, that is the uh, transitional forms from apes to us, because they're still missing. I believe one of the first supposed ape to human transitional forms found was Java Man. True. More than a hundred years ago, Dr. Eugene Dubois, an evolutionist, joins the Dutch Sumatra army so he could see the world and do some paleontology across the world in the process. In 1891, he discovered an ape-like skull cap estimated to have a cranial capacity of about 900 cc's. Uh, incidentally, human brain size is usually around 1,500 cc's. And a femur, leg bone, some 50 feet away from one another. One year later, at this same site, he found three teeth, and these were separated by another 70 feet away from where the other bones had been found. That means these finds were spread over a distance of 120 feet. What assurance did he have that they belonged to the same creature? Uh, none whatsoever, except for their all being at the same site. But your question becomes even a better one when we reveal that all of these bones were found in a till drop which is an old dried up riverbed. They were found among a huge collection of river bottom pebbles. That means these finds could have been washed there from any distance away and could be from multiple animals. Just so, and in this same till drop, where all the other bones were found, Dubois found two fully human skulls with head capacities between 1500 and 1600 cc's and other extinct animals. These finds were not revealed to the general public for decades. Dubois announced his finds and goes on a world tour with them showing what he says are a half-ape, half-man remains. By 1900, another person has made a mold of his finds, and there's much debate which ensues leading to criticism of Dubois and his finds and his conclusions about it being a transitional form between apes and men. In response to this criticism, 
Dubois kind of picks up his cookies and go home. He stops exhibiting his fines, and he withheld his evidence of a half-ape, half-man for about 20 years. By 1920, many paleontologists declare his find to be Homo erectus, uh, which they say is the same as Peking man supposedly found in China. Dubois said it was not the same and that his find was much more gibbon-like. So whatever happened to this supposed transitional form? In 1922, Dubois brings his find back into the public display due to a lot of public pressure. He at that time reveals that he found the other clearly human skulls at the site, as well as the fact that the site was a till drop and that they were so separated. Today, most of his find is thought to be a giant gibbon. We see in this first example of human missing links a pattern which will follow for almost all future supposed transitional forms. A find is made on a very small or suspect evidence. Paleontologists quickly rush to have a press conference announcing that they have found the missing link. Their career is made for the next 15 to 30 years before their find is proved later to be just another extinct ape. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. We are talking today about missing links, stories of supposed half-man, half-ape transitions in ancient history supposedly showing how man evolved from the apes. The missing link I hear about all of the time are Neanderthals. What's up with them? Neanderthals were first found around 1900 in the Neanderthal Valley near Dusseldorf, Germany. A single brutish hunched-over skeleton was first found. A press conference ensued, and the excavator said they had found the ape-man. Interestingly, this Neanderthal and the finds that were made later all had very large brain capacities, surpassing that of the average modern human. That makes no sense. If they had larger brains, then they should have been smarter than us, and it is us Homo sapiens who should have died out according to evolution and not the Neanderthals. Yeah, more modern human skeletons were found in the Neanderthal Valley. So evolutionists say that we and they coexisted about 40,000 years ago according to their timeline. Again, if we coexisted and competed, evolution, if true, would have demanded that they replace us since they were smarter. Uh, In presentations, Terry, I have a cartoon I show in seminars of Neanderthals being so smart that they were the first to come up with committees and decided to make all decisions by committee. Thus, they died out to the dumber Homo sapiens who just went ahead and got things done. Hmm. Yeah, that would have done it. Further inspection of the original Neanderthal skeleton along with the comparison of other Neanderthal finds showed that the first skeleton had rickets and arthritis lending to his hunched-over appearance. The arthritis could indicate we were dealing with a very old specimen. How right you are. Terry, did you know that human head continues to grow very slowly throughout our lives? Question. Does the appearance of arthritis in these finds, as well as the huge brain capacity, indicate a whole different species of human? Or were they just normal humans who grew to extreme ages of more than 200 years as the Bible described happened even after the flood for a period of time. Wow, what a thought. Heads sound like 
feet, you know, they get bigger as you get older. Is there any more evidence uh, for that than just supposition? There is. Many of the Neanderthal finds, which have teeth, find that the teeth are pointed out. This is another characteristic of extreme age. If Homo sapiens today keep their teeth into their 90s, it is not unusual at all for their teeth to begin to point out. Pair that with the fact that they were found both below and with modern humans in the fossil record, we could easily make the case that we are looking not at another species or transitional form, but ancient humans the Bible talked about like Peleg who lived to 239 years and Abraham who lived to 175 years. But in books, these Neanderthals are made to look like primitive brutes. Is that truth or bias? A little of both. Remember, all we have to work with is bone, not the skin or cartilage, which would have shaped what these creatures or people really look like. Also, the archaeologist or paleontologist who digs up and finds the fossils is rarely the same person who sketches, paints, or makes a bust of what the find is supposed to look like. That is left to a sketch artist or sculptor. The archaeologist will, however, give the person his impressions on what they believe they look like, which will greatly influence what is drawn or sculpted. I have seen dozens of ways of what the Stegosaurus might have looked like from as drawn by artists. But since we do not know exactly how his bones fit together or what his skin was like or where cartilage was, we really don't know. Likewise, I have seen more than a half dozen renditions of what Neanderthals look like from different artists, none of which look the same, but all of which look brutish. Is that truth? Or is it that the artist being influenced by the paleontologist who hired him to make the sketch look like a primitive brute? So in Neanderthals, we are really not sure if we are looking at just an older version of us, a smarter human who should have pushed us out of existence, or a competing species of human who just got unlucky in their struggle for survival. Purely from the fossil evidence, you cannot tell which of these three scenarios is true. All three have some substantiation in the fossil record. Our interpretation of that evidence is, of course, highly influenced by our worldview. Earlier, you mentioned Peking men. What is the background of that supposed missing link? In the 1920s and 1930s near Zucadian, China, that's 25 miles from Peking, a single tooth was first found which looked strange. Many of these finds were made by Dr. Davidson Black, who declared them ape-man finds, and held a press conference. Supposedly, there were 147 teeth, 30 skulls, 11 lower jaw bones were found. Why do you say that supposedly all of these things were found? We don't have all of these teeth, skulls, and jaws to study today? Sadly, no, we don't. Only two fully human teeth remain from all of what was supposedly found. What happened to all of the other fossils? They were lost during World War II. During the, that World War, first the Japanese, then the Americans occupied China. In the turmoil of war, fleeing from battles and occupation of all these supposed finds, except the two human teeth, were lost. There were supposedly 20 or more Peking or Homo erectus skulls found in the lower cave of this site with ape-sized brain capacities. There was also supposedly 10 or more human skulls found in the upper cave. Now, one thing about the ape skulls in the lower cave is that they were all smashed and broken. 
This easily can indicate not that these were subhuman species which lived there, but apes which had been killed and their brains eaten out in the lower cave, which is a delicacy in many cultures. Mm. Today, only the two human teeth and secondhand work of a mold of one of the reconstructed Peking skulls can still be examined, as these finds were supposed to be of the same species as Java man or Homo erectus, which has also been called into question. The finding of these could have all been apes used as food for humans who was not shown to live in these caves. It is likely we are not looking at missing links here who were half man, half ape, but just another extinct species of ape. So far we have discussed three of the supposed missing links and none look to be promising as our ancestors. The Bible's account of our being created fully formed by God seems to be holding up at least as well as these very questionable finds. That's true, Terry, and we will continue this discussion next Saturday on and show that the case gets even worse when you examine Nebraska Man, Piltdown Man, Cro-Magnons, and Lucy. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sapsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on the link to our newsletters. You can also call 210-599-7240 to request having the newsletter emailed to you. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That's whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. at the Jim's Restaurant at the corner of San Pedro and Ramsey. We invite you each month to join us. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR website, click on KSLR Podcast, and scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.